the insider threat. It poses one of the toughest challenges to security teams. Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. There's a new book out, The Cert Guide to Insider Threats. It's written by Don Capelli and Randy Trezak of Carnegie Mellon University's Computer Emergency Response Team. I'm speaking with the authors today. Don, Randy, thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. To get started with, why don't you each introduce yourself, perhaps starting with you, Don. Tell us a little bit about your current work, and then we'll talk about the book. Okay. I am the technical manager of the Enterprise Threat and Vulnerability Management Team in the CERT program, which is part of the Software Engineering Institute at Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, part of my team is the CERT Insider Threat Center. So for the past 10 years, my team has been researching insider threats. And Randy, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Again, Randy Trezak. I'm a technical team lead for the Insider Threat Research Group within the Insider Threat Center. I've been working with Don for the past six-plus years on the insider threat problem. And, again, from a standpoint of trying to identify what organizations can do to better prevent, detect, or respond to insider activity in their organizations. And I'd also like to add, Tom, if you don't mind, that Andy Moore is also an author of the book. He's not with us today. Very good. Well, the bad news for organizations globally is that the insider threat is probably more acute now than it has been ever. But the good news is you do have this new book out, The CERT Guide to Insider Threats. Don, could you tell us a little bit about the book? Sure. Um, We've been working in this area for so long. Um, After 10 years of work, we felt like it was a good time to try and take all of the work that we have done and pull it into one place. Um, we, our work has really exploded over the last few years, and we're going in many different directions. And so we thought it was a good time to kind of pull all of the foundational work that we have done into one place because we have a lot of reports out there, podcasts, blog, but, um, you know, people don't have time for that. They don't have time to keep up on everything new that's coming out. So we thought we'd pull it all together in one place to make it easy for people. Well, it sounds easier, I'm sure, than it really was. Randy, why don't you tell us a bit about how this book came together? Sure. So uh, our team, we've talked about writing an insider threat book for a number of years. Uh, we've been very busy over the course of the past 10 years with describing the insider threat problem trying to identify controls for the insider threat problem. Uh, In the early stages of our insider threat research, our team was led by Don, and it was primarily Don, Andy, and Randy on the team. And we're very excited with how our work has grown over the course of the past 10 years. And it just seemed like at the 10-year point, it was a good point for us to pull the 10 years of work into one consolidated source of information. Again, as Don said, we have lots of information out on our website, uh, www.cert.org, insider underscore threat. But it's just a great way to pull all of that years of research into one consolidated piece of information. Randy, what would you say the book's objectives are? And I like how you frame this as sort of the culmination of a decade in in this work. What do you hope to accomplish with this book? Uh, That's that's a great question. Again, looking back over over the course of the past 10 years, we're very pleased with how well our work has been accepted, and, and I, I think we believe that our work is beginning to make an impact in addressing insider threats in organizations. 
But what we constantly struggle with is how we can reach a larger audience with raising awareness to the inside of threat problem and offering solutions to that potential problem. Uh, I think what we hope to accomplish with this book is to allow us to reach a wider audience, again, to create one space where practitioners can find actionable guidance to addressing insider threats in their organization. But also, this book was written for a broad audience, you know, consistent with our message that we believe that the most effective way to address insider threats is not solely by technical controls alone. Uh, again, we believe that information technology, information security is an important piece of addressing the problem, but also it should include human resources, physical security, legal, data owners, management, and it needs to be enterprise-wide reaching out across the organization to address insider threats posed by insiders in the organization. Now, I'm sitting here thinking about the past decade and how technology has exploded. We've seen social media. We've seen mobility. Don, through all these innovations and others that you have studied, how has the insider threat evolved in the decade that you've been working on it? Well, it's very interesting. Our work has always been based on real cases. So um, when we started this work in 2001, we started collecting every single case we could find. We went back to 1996. And at about the 2005 mark, we started looking at those cases and looking at the patterns. How do these cases evolve over time? Because... We figure, you know, these people come to work every day, they do what they do every day, they use authorized access to commit this crime, and so there has to be some way for the organization to realize that, you know, I think we might have a pending problem here so that they can stop the problem before the crime is committed. And so we created these models, and we found very distinct patterns in these crimes, and that's what we've used in all of our work ever since to create solutions. The interesting thing is we still collect cases, and what we find is the technical methods change. Um, you know, people no longer use CDs or disks so much as using USB drives, and as you said, now people have mobile devices and wireless technology. But the basic patterns in the cases don't change. And that's why we thought it was a good time to write the book, because all of our work to date has really been looking at the crime from a holistic point of view. What's the story? What, you know, as a manager, you need to be able to see that you may have a problem evolving. And that's what we focused on. Now our work is looking more at very technical solutions. And so we thought, this is a good time to stop, write the book. This book should really remain relevant for years because it's been relevant. We haven't seen those patterns change over the 10 years. The technologies and the technical methods will change, and that's where our work will continue to evolve in the future. Don, if I could follow up on that, please. One of the things we hear about a lot is the inadvertent insider threat. In your experience looking at these cases for over a decade, how many do you see breakdown as what we would call the malicious threat versus the inadvertent threat? And does technology change that breakdown even? That's a very interesting question. Um, you know, in the past years, people have been more concerned about malicious insider threats. Uh, you know, a few years ago, we started realizing that 
inadvertent insider threats were becoming a problem. But those were mainly cases where people forgot a laptop somewhere that had confidential information on it, or data leakage problems where, oops, I accidentally sent an email with social security numbers in it. And so, you know, a few years ago, the inadvertence started raising up on the radar. But over the past year or two, it has really changed quite a bit where external threats are now using inadvertent insiders to get inside networks. And that's one of that that's a new strategic direction that my team is now working in. We now are starting research into these inadvertent insider threats. We think that's a very serious concern. Randy, I'd like to talk a little bit about trends that we should be looking out for in two thousand and twelve. What are the key ones that are on your radar right now? Okay, by looking forward to two thousand twelve, we need to look back across two thousand eleven. If we do look back across 2011, there were a high number of very high-profile incidents involving insiders. Uh, we certainly believe that this has led to an awareness of the insider threats posed to organizations. If you think specifically and notice the executive order that was released by the White House to establish an insider threats task force, this is an important step to develop a government-wide program for insider threat protection and prevention. So certainly raising awareness, we believe the number of incidents in the past will lead to actionable steps needing to be taken by organizations to address insider threats within the government and obviously without, outside of the government as well. But if we look towards you know, our impact in 2012 and where we hope to play a key role, uh, certainly we're getting more and more requests from outside organizations for our insider threat vulnerability assessment. Again, raising awareness to the problem, we can come into organizations and provide assessments to them. Also, we're getting more requests from tool vendors to help us, to, to allow us to help them better configure their tools to address insider threats within their organizations. So if we look at 2012 in terms of the actionable steps needed to be taken by organizations, certainly as Don mentioned, it's going to be important for organizations to recognize the intentional insider threats but also the unintentional, and try to determine if there are controls that can be effective both against the intentional insider in an organization as well as the unintentional insider in an organization, impacting the confidentiality, availability, or integrity of the critical assets. Randy, just a couple of quick follow-ups to that. And one is, a year ago, we all were talking about WikiLeaks and the, the release of confidential information by insiders that, that wanted this information to get out. There were some very well-publicized episodes. Did that become a trend similar to the hacktivism that we saw where people thought that by releasing confidential information they were serving a greater good? Uh, we really can't. I, we really don't know the motivations behind any particular uh, insider, especially the case that you mentioned. We don't know the specific motives behind those. But in terms of the way that data was extracted from a network, now, we can take a look at the technologies that were used. We can take a look at the technical controls that may have prevented or detected that particular activity. And really what the organization should focus on is preventing critical information from leaving a network through unauthorized means to the organization. And really that's the, the, what we're trying to focus on in an organization. How can we prevent data from leaving a network uh, that is not authorized to leave a particular network? So that's what really we're trying to focus and we really don't necessarily comment on any motives of, of why it leaves. We're focused on the prevention detection of 
of data being exfiltrated from an organization's network. Could I add something to that? Um, I'd just like to say that you're right. There, the threat landscape in 2011 really was very interesting, and that's another area that my team is going to begin working on, is looking at the different threat vectors and threat actors and what is that threat landscape so that we can help organizations look at what's likely to be coming my way. Who are these? Who are the threat actors? Who are they likely to be targeting? How are they targeting them? What is it that triggers an attack? So you're 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 very right that there were some interesting uh, cases out there last year, and we are um, starting some new areas of work to look at those. Don, also among the cases we saw, we saw, you know, for instance, the RSA security breach, where through social engineering fraudsters were able to use phishing to get insiders to accidentally, inadvertently open themselves up to malware. Do you look at the phishing victim or the social engineering victim as an insider threat in these cases? Well, when we talk about the inadvertent insider threat, that's exact, that, that's one of the things that we want to look at is we want to look at all of those cases where an outsider got into a network through an insider inadvertently, and we want to look and see what are the patterns in those cases. You know, some of these, these phishing and spear phishing emails are so crafty that simply relying on security awareness training is just not effective. Uh, they're just too good. So what we want to do is look at all of those types of cases and look and see if there are any patterns that we can use to develop technical countermeasures for those types of attacks. That sounds like book sequel to me. <laughs> well, we certainly hope so. <laughs> and hopefully it won't be 10 years. <laughs> Don, a final question for you. We've talked about an awful lot here in terms of the evolution of the threat trends to watch in 2012 and certainly you're, you're consulting with many organizations today. If you could boil it down, what advice would you give to organizations on how they can best protect themselves against the insider threat? Well, interestingly enough, I just put together a presentation for the RSA conference where it's called the third top ten list for winning the battle against insider threats. And, you know, I hate to give away the punchline, but the number one, the step that I think needs to be taken is that organizations need to have an insider threat program. Um, we, you know, we do many assessments, not just insider threat assessments, but different types of security assessments for organizations. And we, we find in many times, if we ask who is responsible for detecting insider threats, they don't know. You know, there really is no one who is responsible. And that's a serious problem. You can't wait until you think you might have a disgruntled insider before you start worrying about what are we going to do to make sure they don't attack us. People need to start thinking about it now. That's great insight. Don, Randy, thank you so much for your time and your thoughts tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I've been talking with Don Capelli and Randy Trezak of Carnegie Mellon University CERT. They're two of the authors of the new CERT Guide to Insider Threats. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.